Hi, and welcome to the podcast version of Between the Lines. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to hear or see more episodes and become a patron to get exclusive content and help keep our program going, just visit barrykibrick.com. Enjoy. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Those words written by the Oscar-winning screenwriter Patty Chayefsky and spoken by Oscar-winning actor Peter Finch were uttered over four decades ago in the classic film Network. Yet they may ring truer now, and not just for a newscaster named Howard Beale, but for the majority of Americans. And if you look around the world, many people will agree we are not alone in those sentiments. I'm Barry Kibrick, and as prescient as those words are, there is also scientific, psychological, sociological, and historical evidence that we've never lived in a better time. So why the disconnect? Now that's something we must explore. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon, Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses, from podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more, with tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. Let's face it, we are fed up. We are fed up with no real news we can trust. We are fed up with the vitriol and grandstanding of politicians on both sides of the aisle. Fed up with the healthcare system. Mind you, not that we don't have the best, but that it's so expensive and the solutions are not forthcoming. As my guest, Dr. Bradley Allen, said on my show, why would you even think of leaving it up to politicians to fix healthcare? Then add to it public education, a system that's failing in many cities. And for all intents and purposes, an oligarchy of businesses that seem to be dominating many aspects of our lives and of our privacy. But, and this is important, we cannot be forlorn. First off, we must feel blessed to live in a vibrant democracy, even if it's not living up to our standards. We do have an education system that is propelling many of our students to great heights. It's just that we're leaving so many behind. As for our media, I am certain that within a free market society, someone is soon to come up with an organization of journalistic integrity, even if I have to start it myself, and with your help, we just might have to do that. So we are not really dealing with doom and gloom. What we are dealing with is incompetency and complacency. Both, by the way, which have existed throughout time, and believe it or not, have always, always propelled us further once we overcame those obstacles. And those obstacles 
throughout history have been always thrown at us. Let me give you some very concrete examples. Out of the Dark Ages sprang forth the Renaissance. Then during the Renaissance, we had a dark period known as the Spanish Inquisition. But that led to the Age of Discovery. The Age of Discovery also had its dark moments, but that led to the Age of Enlightenment. The Enlightenment directly led to our revolution and the beginning of freedom for a large majority of people. Our revolution, however, did not abolish slavery, and that led to our civil war. Out of one of the most dire moments in our nation's history, we also began to lead the new industrial revolution. And Europe had another period of enlightenment that gave us Freud and Einstein. Then comes World War I, a worthless carnage of death, but at the same time, a revolution in music as jazz and the Roaring Twenties begin to see the start of women's liberation. Then comes World War II and the Holocaust, Again, one of the darkest periods of humankind. And yet, it led to one of the greatest periods of development, infrastructure, and a future filled with hope. In fact, a complete new way of life sprang forth known as suburbia. But as it did, then came the Vietnam War and another major clash of culture but also a massive movement of civil rights, both which are still continuing. And from that, the space age and the information age, yet our present Malay's age as well. So now let's look deeply at this feeling of being fed up. Yes, it is based in a reality that I stated earlier, but at the same time, our world has this going for it. In his analysis of recent data on homicide, war, poverty, pollution, and more, psychologist Steven Pinker finds that we're doing better now in every one of those areas when compared with 30 years ago. But progress isn't inevitable, and it doesn't mean everything gets better for everyone all the time. So let's start first. We begin with the morning. All of us do. The alarm goes off. What do we do? First of all, at the very least, please start your day with a few deep calming breaths. And if you can, probably a good idea to just clear your head Maybe it's just a brief meditation, a prayer, or some silence of the ever-going mind chatter. Then it's always good to get out of bed slowly, maybe a simple stretch of the arms and legs. So far, so good. Then I'll bet most of us do the usual morning prep, from teeth brushing to showering, to breakfast, to quickly dressing, and then dashing off to work or school. We all have our routines, but sooner or later, even if you're a teenager heading to school, you're going to check out something. Maybe it's on your iPhone, your TV, your computer, 
or even an old-fashioned print newspaper. Maybe it's a Twitter feed. Maybe it's an Instagram, a Facebook page, or some form of the morning news. And here's a fact. Whichever form of media you opt for, you are going to get depressed because it will either be filled with useless information, some type of celebrity gossip, some idle, uneventful chit-chat, or worse yet, the news. Ah, the news. Designed on purpose to fill you with fear, dread, shock, but never awe. Now, wouldn't that be something? Imagine starting your day with news that fills you with awe, a gratefulness for being alive, for starting the day with a sense of grace and ease. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. But maybe if we decide to take action, it might happen sometime in the future. But for now, though, you'll have to find that awe and inspiration via your own doing. Still good, but much effort is required. In later times together, we'll see how we can find the ease within that effort. But let's look at the reality now so we can clearly see the disconnect that forms. For the morning news is always filled with shootings, pollution, global warming, inequality, some new dictatorship at the brink of some war or skirmish. As they even say in the news, business, if it bleeds, it leads. How do they have the audacity to even call themselves journalists when they think that way? And their opinion on everything nowadays takes any legitimacy out of it being news and throws it right out of the window. Maybe the same window that Howard Beale screamed out. And it's not just a neutral opinion like Howard Beale urging us to scream out of the window. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. No, this time they give you what they think. And it's so slanted in both directions, you really cannot know what is truth or at least they want you to feel that way. We're going to prevent them from continuing to do this, not today, but over time. And one of the worst results is what they're doing is it makes people yearn for earlier times that they believe were better. That is a most dangerous situation to get into. And besides that, nothing could be further from the truth. For the truth is, we are living in the best of times. But the disconnect with the truth is greater than ever. And it's not just the fake news or the slanted news or media that spews this information. It's all the information that we are not aware of the true news that makes our lives better, not worse. And it's in regard to, as I mentioned earlier, every single institution. Therefore, common sense tells us 
that this is no way to understand the human condition or how we should feel about it. So let's go back to some of the most recent statistics I mentioned that psychologist Steven Pinker brings to our attention. He compares the most recent data on the present with the same measured data 30 years ago. 30 years ago, and let's put up this chart, the homicide rate was 8.5 per 100,000. The poverty rate was 12%. And we emitted 35 million tons of particulate matter and 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide. Now, last year, Americans killed each other at a rate of 5.300 per 100,000. Now, again, 5 to 100,000 is still 5.3 too many, but it's a decrease. And the poverty, the same thing. It went down to 7%. Again, we should have 0%, but it still is better than it was 30 years ago. And as far as pollution emitted, 21 million tons of particulate matter and 4 million tons of sulfur dioxide. Also, 30 years ago, there were 23 wars, 85 autocracies, 37% of the world population was in extreme poverty, and we had more than 60,000 nuclear weapons. Last year, the world had 12 ongoing wars, 60 autocracies, 10% of the world population that lived in extreme poverty, and less than 10,000 nuclear weapons. Now, again, do we have a lot more that we can do to get better? Of course, but we are not even aware of this difference. In one of his TED Talks, Dr. Pinker made actually this comment that was humorous, but filled with deep insight. He said, might we even invoke the admittedly old-fashioned notion of progress? To do so is to court a certain amount of derision, because I have found that intellectuals hate progress. And Steven Pinker is one of the great intellectuals of our time. So if he says that, I happen to believe it. And he continues with these words. But all of this is irrelevant because the question of whether progress has taken place is not a matter of faith or having an optimistic temperament or even seeing the glass as half full. It is, according to Pinker and his established colleagues, a testable hypothesis. For all their differences, people largely agree on what goes into human well-being. Life, health, sustenance, prosperity, peace, freedom, safety, knowledge, leisure, and happiness. All of these things can be measured. If they have improved over time, it is progress. Again, some facts 
that will help emphasize the disconnect about how we feel versus what is real. Over the last century, we've become 96% less likely to be killed in a car crash, 88% less likely to be hit on a sidewalk by a car, 99% less likely to die in a plane crash, 95% less likely to be killed on the job, and 89% less likely to be even killed by an act of God, meaning a lightning bolt, a storm, you name it. That's how much we've improved. And it's obviously not due to a lack of intellect. Today, more than 90% of the world's population under the age of 25 can read and write. That statistic never even approached 50% until recent times. But it's what they read, see, and hear is where the problem lays. A tabulation of positive and negative emotion words in news stories has shown during the decades in which humanity has gotten healthier, wealthier, wiser, safer, and happier, during that time, the New York Times has become increasingly morose, and the world's broadcasts, too, have gotten steadily glummer and glummer and glummer. And unfortunately, news is about the negative things that rarely happen and not the positive things that happen on a daily basis. It's not fake news that's the problem. It's the important information that we are never even told about unless you have the ability to be locked up in an ivory tower and simply do enough research. Now, I assure you, I do not live in an ivory tower, but I do have some time to do more research than most, and I'm blessed with that. And here's a few things that could have been reported just this week. 137,000 more people escaped from extreme poverty and do so every day and have done so every day for the last 25 years. That's a simple fact from the World Health Organization. Even in pure science, we are kept in the shadows. Here's a great example. Most people still use the common image of man descending from monkeys. Well, not only didn't we descend from monkeys, but not even from our closest relatives, the great apes. The most recent theory that is believed by the scientific community that changes this whole concept is that yes, we had a common ancestor about five to eight million years ago, but that ancestor diverged into two separate lineages. One evolved into the gorillas and great apes. The other evolved and evolved into our early human ancestors called hominids. Now, that may not be as exciting as watching a SWAT team converge on an active shooter, which, by the way, rarely occurs. But it is more of a relevation on how we view ourselves. Now, of course, 
we must be aware of the tragic news, the suffering and danger. But we also must be aware that there are way more important issues that we are unaware of that literally will affect our health and lives. For example, published just this week by the Cleveland Medical Clinic were some of the most recent medical advances. Some not only which I doubt you heard of, I know I didn't hear of them until I decided to really research it. I didn't, but in fact, some cases, we were just told the opposite. Here's a perfect example. We can now distinguish in advance who could and should be treated with opioids. All we hear about is the crisis, the crisis, the crisis. But there's a solution. It's a known solution to the crisis. And believe it or not, although you wouldn't be able to tell by reading the news or listening to television, the crisis over the last five years is actually declining. It did have a major increase from 2006 to 2012, but from 2012 to 2019, the opioid crisis is diminishing. Possibly no one knows that from the news. Advances in immune therapy of cancer treatment now exist as in practice, but probably your doctor doesn't even know about this. 3D printing can now make medical devices like stents and pacemakers fit specifically for the actual patient rather than what is commonly used off the rack. They actually list over a dozen new treatments of which unless you had the time to research, you or your doctor wouldn't know. Yet odds are pretty good that many of you know who the Kardashians are dating and what's the latest atrocity perpetrated by R. Kelly. So what are we to do about this all? First, let's point to some very obvious things. We are endowed with the power to combine ideas and to have thoughts about those ideas and about our own thoughts. We have an instinct for language allowing us to share our thoughts. We have empathy, imagination, and compassion. And we have reason, intellectual curiosity, open debate, and a healthy skepticism of authority and of power. As the world's most renowned security expert, Gavin De Becker, said on my show, as we begin to liberate ourselves from the projected fears that are not real, our presences will liberate others. And once again, to repeat the quote from psychologist Steven Pinker, we will never have a perfect world, and it would be dangerous to seek one but there's no limit to the betterments that we can attain if we can continue and continue to apply knowledge to enhance human flourishing. And another guest on my show, Barry Glasser, wrote these words. Fear mongers have knocked the optimism out of us by stuffing us full of negative presumptions about our fellow citizens and social institutions. But we have the resources and resolve to turn it 
all around. So what are we gonna do, folks? It's up to us. Are we going to continue to take upon ourselves, be mad as hell? Maybe we should a little bit, but not mad as hell about the things that are going on as much as the things we're not being made aware of. And guess what? The time is now. It must be now, for now, is the only time you can begin anything anew. I'm Barry Kibrick. Until we meet again, if you're interested in a transcript of this show or podcasts of this program or anything and want to contact me directly, just visit my website at barrykibrick.com. And remember, I will personally respond to everyone that connects with me. So until then, stay a little mad as hell, but realize the future and even the present, when we view it through the lens of reality, is a glowing testament to our human progress. Till next time.